Welcome to the Legalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Sager, and I'm dedicated to covering common legal issues for small business owners and just how some of the world's most elite entrepreneurs have handled legal issues themselves. In true attorney fashion, the information in this episode is not legal advice. This is for informational purposes only, and you should always consult with your attorney before implementing any of the information. Now, on to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by thecontractvault.com. With over 80 contracts and counting, The Contract Vault is your all-access pass to industry-specific contract templates. These contracts are drafted specifically for online business owners. I've been there. I have Googled different contracts, but I was let down because those contracts aren't reliable for online business owners. They're used for manufacturing purposes and brick and mortar purposes. You're an online business owner. You need specific contracts to your online business. So that's exactly what the contract vault has done. Not only do they provide you with the contract templates you can use, but there's also a Facebook group where Andrea goes live every single month teaching you the law. So you're not only just getting the contracts, you're learning the law and being empowered to stay out of legal trouble because you know what the law is. That's what happens with most business owners. They don't get in trouble because they mean to do something that gets them in trouble. They just don't know what the law is. So with a contract vault, it's essentially your business legal school. And as being a loyal listener of the Legalpreneur podcast, just use promo code podcast and save 50% off of your first month. I'm excited about this. I hope you're excited because you're saving 50% off your first month and you get the contracts and you get the Facebook group. All right, go sign up thecontractvault.com. Use promo code podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back. And thanks for being here, Nancy. I'm super excited to have you on today. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay, so tell the audience about Sabino Comp Tech, which is an awesome IT firm, and just let us know, you know, your background, how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so Sabino Comp Tech uh, is an outsourced internal IT department, outsourced in the sense that we're not in your office, internal in the sense that we act like if we were in your office. Our team essentially becomes a part of your team. We treat it like if it was a corporate IT support. So if you have a problem, you pick up the phone and you say, hey, I've got a problem. I need help. And our team is there to solve those problems. But then we go one step further and we also fill the role of the CIO or your CTO. And this helps the companies that we work with because they generally don't have a budget for someone of that capability. And so we fill that role as well. And we essentially bring a holistic approach to a business about IT. So from a strategy standpoint, budgeting and planning, all the way down to if something happens, something breaks, something like that, we can get the business up and going as quickly as possible. Let me just stop you right there because I want to make sure the audience understands your business and my business. We have tons of similarities. And I think we've talked, we've chatted about this before because what you do is essentially what I do. I am an just outsourced legal counsel and most people can't afford general counsel. 
So that's what I do for their business. So I just want to touch on that, make sure the audience understands. Yeah, no. And that's one of the reasons why I fell in love with what you do because for my business, because it was very similar. The values are the same in the sense that it is, at least for me and my idea, is proactive work. So you ensure that my business isn't going to get into some legal trouble. And <laughs> and it's the same thing that we do as far as uh, the technology side goes. We make sure that their business isn't going to get into some technical trouble with losing data or being breached or hacked or anything along those lines. So that's one of the reasons why I was like, this is what I'm going to need for my business just because it makes a lot more sense to me because of the model. Yeah, no, I love that. So do you only serve clients in Houston? Nationwide, actually. So we have clients in Ohio and Pennsylvania, as well as all over Texas. Nice. That's pretty awesome. So do you deal, have y'all had to deal with like a really big privacy breach? Like, I feel like that would be the juicy stuff. Not really in in the sense of privacy breach, but we have had uh, times where we've actually come in, like we were hired because someone was being hacked and they couldn't place where that was coming from. And that's a horrible way to start, I feel like, but it's it's something that it happens and we had to do a lot of tracing back to you know, where is it coming from? And how are they getting access? And so we're kind of chasing, you know, chasing them. And so we finally solved that problem. And it was like, oh, they actually had created emails for themselves, uh, and given themselves admin credentials and hid it in other emails. So that was definitely a problem that was was fun to solve, to say the least. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So, and this situation that I was talking about where they, they invaded their email, essentially speaking, what they were doing was getting access to emails that were being sent to them. So like, let's say they were actually intercepting invoices from other vendors. And so they would then create the exact same like invoice and they would send it and they would tell the, they would tell my client, you know, I know you usually send your payment to this bank account, but we're in the middle of switching banks. So we need you to send it here instead. And so they paid those invoices, but they paid it to the poser as opposed to the actual company. Now I'm curious, do you guys deal with the CCPA at all? The California Consumer Protection Act? We don't have anyone in California, so we don't currently, but there's a lot of regulations that we do deal with. And so a lot of the times they're very similar. And so we look for those similarities just because it makes more sense for our business if we already have the skills and the knowledge. So not yet because we haven't had to, but I'm sure that it's something that we could step into really easily. The Main ones that we deal with are HIPAA compliance, GLBA, which is for the financial um, sector. And we've even had some cases where we've had to actually help our clients basically talk to the FBI as part of oh, the investigation wow. with the FBI. And so with those, it was the good thing in the sense that we were able to prove, hey, the breach didn't come from our client because we have that data to prove any kind of holes that were closed 
what we're doing in order to protect our client. And so it was like a, no, the, the IRS breaches weren't coming from our client. And so then it was like, go to the next person. So that, that was definitely interesting. Oh my gosh. So were you like, I don't know. I feel like I'd be excited. I actually like my life's mission when I first went to college was to be an FBI agent. Like I was dead set. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to law school. Then I'm going to be an FBI agent. And then like a million things like took turns and obviously (laughs) things are different now, which is cool. I'm totally cool with it. But I'm not even joking. Like every once in a while, probably every couple of months, I'm like, I feel like being in the FBI would be so cool. It'd be so much fun. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, Andrea, you watch too much TV. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Because I get geeked out for sure whenever it's like an investigation that has to be done on our part or talking to the FBI in some shape, matter, or form uh, or any of the regulatory bodies. I'm like, I'm definitely geeking out like, oh, my God, you know, am I a part of the investigation? (laughs) 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 I can help you find out, you know, that that kind of stuff. I'm this crime. Yeah. Crime Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And then I have to remember, no, no, that's not me. So let's chat about legal stuff because you are a client. So Nancy is a client. She's part of the Legalpreneur plan. We've helped her business, but I think I've been your only legal counsel, right? Or at least ongoing. Yeah. Ongoing. Yes. I had a lawyer previously who helped with their contracts. So before, before I started off with Google (laughs) as my legal counsel, (laughs) and then I worked with someone that was like on an hourly basis, uh, whenever we needed our uh, contracts kind of touched up. But every, I think every stage of business for me has always been like, I've gotten bigger clients. So the, the risk is like higher now. And now I'm like, okay, I have to review the contract and see what it's at. And then also things like, you know, my business is bigger now. So what, what do I need to protect and thinking about the exit strategy? If I wanted to sell my business or merge or anything like that, what do I have to protect as far as what would be my value, my company's value? And so that led me to, you know, making sure that I'm protecting my IP. And so I think that's how we started our relationship was. I wanted to protect our IP as much as possible. So yeah, it was um, on just a touch and go kind of basis. And I really wanted to develop a relationship with legal counsel and someone that I could have on my side whenever it was, you know, I'm freaking out about (laughs) uh, having a bigger client or someone that's needing more from us. And so just to make sure that I'm doing whatever I'm supposed to be doing to protect our business and in turn protecting our clients because contracts I, I firmly believe aren't shouldn't be one-sided so no absolutely i i'm the same way i tell clients cuz they're like oh well i want this to be in the contract i'm like well if you want this to be a long-term relationship you really don't want to put anything that hurts them in the contract so yeah i i definitely have to have those conversations with clients so we now have a trademark for you Yes. <laughs> yes, which is amazing. I know we have the one. Do we have both? Because I know we did the awesome IT way. Yep. The awesome IT way. And then. Did we do Sabino Comp Tech? 
we hadn't done Sabino Comp Tech yet. That's next. Okay, that's next. Gotcha. Yeah. I couldn't I know we chatted about it. I just couldn't remember if we went through with it. No, not yet, but it's it's in the works and I think I was trying to evaluate should we or uh should we do something else? But I don't know why. I, I feel like, and maybe you can tell me differently here, but I feel like nobody else is going to use that company name. Like it's, it's my last name plus comp tech, very specific to what we do. So that's why I kind of feel like, eh, I don't know. Is it worth it? <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's what happens a lot of times. That's, that's what happens. Like they're like, oh, it's such a unique name. Nobody's going to use it. And then somebody does use it. <laughs> and they're like, oh my gosh, I need this trademark like yesterday. Definitely don't want to turn this into a sales call. But <laughs> but one thing I wanted to touch on is the fact that you really haven't had any legal issues in your business. But, and I want to stress the importance of this because Nancy, yeah, knock on I'm wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> Nancy has in her business truly hasn't had any issues like she's had questions and we've done the trademark thing and she's in our legalpreneur plan so she has us ongoing access to us but she's never had any legal issues so I just want to stress the fact that you don't have to have legal issues to hire an attorney I mean I almost want to say like that's part of the reason why you haven't had legal issues is because you've been proactive and you've been protecting yourself up front instead of waiting until there's an issue can you can you touch on that a little bit yeah, a friend of mine describes this perfectly. She says prevention is more cost effective uh, than remediation. And that is 100% true. I think in whenever we're talking about anything, regardless of what it is. And so that's kind of the mentality that I started off with. I, I want to make sure that I'm doing whatever I possibly can to prevent any problems from arising or finding myself in a bind that is going to be harder to get out of. I don't want to be sued. You know, I, I don't want to make a, uh, a mistake or, or something where it's going to lead to some legal trouble. And so I, we've always, always, always been the type of people that it's like, I'm going to cross all my T's, dot all my I's. And that goes along with the legal aspect of it was like, I want to just stay far away from any kind of trouble. And, and so that's, that's kind of why it was like, well, what that means is that I have to have a resource available that if something were to happen, that we can get to it immediately or to help me make the decisions that are going to be right in protecting my company. And so that's, that's where for me, it was just prevention, prevention, prevention. And that's why I have to agree with you. That is why we have not had any legal issues so far. Thank God, knock on wood. The other aspect to it is just peace of mind for me. Like I know that I can go to sleep and not have to worry about what if somebody reads something wrong in that contract or anything along those lines? It's like, no, nope, I'm good. I'm protected uh, on that side. And if or if something comes up, Andrea's got my back. So, yeah, exactly. Are you able to estimate how much you've spent on legal stuff? Because that's another thing I like to make sure the audience is aware of. <laughs> because it doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg, especially if you're proactive, you're spending much less money than you would if you were defending yourself, which is what you just said, you know, be proactive. It's 
less than remediation. It's so true. So if you don't mind, can you estimate how much you've spent so far on legal? Before I was working with you, I was paying on an hourly basis. And so it was what, two, two to two fifty an hour. And so let's say I reached out, I had contracts and stuff reviewed and or asked legal questions several times. And that was, you know, it averaged up to maybe a thousand dollars in the year. And it was very much a, a controlled type of type of spending because I didn't it was definitely not a, oh, I have a question, so I can go ask immediately. No, because I knew I was going to be charged 250 for at a six-minute rate or whatever. And yeah, so, every six minutes, they're charging you some money. Yeah, and I was like, uh, I was definitely more cautious as to asking the questions. When I switched over, it became the, the membership fee, and then it was just like, I'll just ask whatever questions I have because I've got that availability so it opened up that door and it is a lot less like I think if you if you look at the number itself right off the bat you may get some sticker shock right because it's like oh my god what <laughs> but but then you realize otherwise you would be spending a lot more or you wouldn't be getting the help that you need because you're afraid to spend the money and then it's like well that doesn't make any sense if the purpose is to protect your company yeah, no, and I get that a lot too, especially if clients want to pay yearly for the legalpreneur, but it, it is more upfront. But I have to explain like, this is the upfront fee. You can absolutely pay monthly, but if you pay monthly, then you have to wait for, you know, like the free trademark surge, the extra discount on the trademark applications. So honestly, I, I don't think I've ever told anybody this, but 80% of our legalpreneur members pay yearly because they want that trademark discount. So for anybody listening, if you're confused, the Legalpreneur is our ongoing access membership. So it's basically all access to me and the firm. And you get unlimited emails, you get document review every month, you get phone calls, you you also get access to the contract vault, you get an extra discount on any other services that you need. And then at three months, you get a free IP audit. That's where we go into your business, dissect it, tell you everything that can be protected with the trademark or copyright. After six months, you get a free trademark search. And then after 12 months, you get three trademark applications half off. And then if you pay yearly, you get those three, six and 12 month benefits up front. So you don't have to wait. And that's why most people basically if somebody knows they need a trademark, they pay yearly because they'll have an attorney in their corner for a whole year. Plus, they get 50% off of their trademark applications. So it's a win-win. They love it. They do They do that. They have to pay more up front, but it's definitely the better value. Oh, yeah. And that's what I did. That's what I jumped on because I was like, no, that's, I want to just take care of this and know that I'm good. So. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. So let's chat really quickly because I love the... IT side. I mean, I I don't love the IT side of stuff, but I love that we're having this conversation. And I think it'll be really beneficial because I've had several clients this week ask about privacy issues and all kinds of things. So I know this is something on the mind of many clients and probably many audience members. So can you give us just like one or two tips for a small business owner and, you know, with the privacy concerns, any IT concerns, what are some quick actionable tips? I think one thing that 
a lot of business owners, especially when you're first starting out, it becomes a, I'm going to, all I need is a laptop and internet and I can get started, which is true. But, but then you have to consider as you grow and even if you're starting out whatever business you're in, what is the type of data that you're going to be holding? What are your growth plans? And you have to start planning your IT from that point because otherwise you're going to run into issues later on and you're going to start to feel the pain of IT, (laughs) which happens quite often. And it is a lot more expensive to then go back and fix those issues, not just on an IT standpoint, but your data itself. So how are you protecting your data? How are you categorizing and storing your data? And not just from the outside, but also from the inside. So if you hire your first employee or your first two employees, do they have access to all of your data, including your financials? Or do you have that separate in some shape, matter, form? And can you make sure? Like, how confident are you that it is actually separated? And so then you go into the amount of like, what kind of data are you holding for your clients? And how are you protecting that? And that's one thing that I always tell people all the time, like, if you are holding any kind of important data, sensitive data for your clients, then it is your responsibility to take care of it and to protect it. That's something that I can't stress enough. So planning and strategy from the very beginning, include that in your business plan. That is something that I uh, tell people all the time. And there's consultants out there that can help you uh, to do that. My company, we work kind of like Andrew, we we basically have a membership fee. So we don't do consulting outside of our bubble, let's say. We like to have control in that sense. (laughs) (laughs) But there are plenty of consultants out there. And that's something that I can help someone connect them to the right person if we're not the right fit, that kind of thing. But that's something included in your business plan and have that plan and that strategy going forward. And then I think the second one all around is use 2FA and use antivirus. And nowadays, antivirus alone isn't enough, but have other protections in place for all of your software. It's annoying and it's absolutely horrendous to have to do that every time that you log into something, but it's at least you're protecting it. Yeah. And 2FA is two-factor authentication. I used to despise it, which I still despise it, but I know (laughs) that it's necessary. I've never heard somebody say it out loud, 2FA. 2FA. Yeah, it's the IT industry with all the acronyms. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. I love it. No, I've really enjoyed this. I think a lot of the audience members are probably enjoying it as well because this isn't something, I mean, it's just like the legal stuff. This isn't something that people are talking about. Obviously it's not the sexy side of business, I guess, unless you're talking to the FBI and solving crimes (laughs) (laughs) for the most part, it's not the sexy side of business, but I preach all day long. Like you have to take care of all sides of business. And I've been saying this a lot more lately. The moment you make your first sale, you are a business owner. And you are now held to a much higher standard than a normal person, a normal person with a nine to five. Like that's out the window. You are no longer a normal person and you have to make sure that you are being responsible for all of these things. So if you get in trouble, I guess what you're 
held to the same standard as a Fortune 500 company. And I'm not saying you're going to be responsible for as many fines or fees as a Fortune 500 company, but you can still get in trouble the same way those companies can. Just because you're a solopreneur, just because you have a side hustle, whatever it is, you are still responsible for the same laws. So you have to make sure you're educated. Oh, yeah. And that's something that's so important. And there's a misconception that, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal because I'm a small company. It only affects the enterprise level or whatever. And I tell people all the time, but no, especially when it comes to hacking and protecting your business from cyber crime, it's blanketed. And they literally throw out a net and just see who they catch, whether it's small, whether it's big, it it does not matter. They do not discriminate. And the fines, while they're not the same amounts as larger companies, at the same scale, they're big enough that they could put you out of business. Exactly. That they're detrimental enough. And that's the whole point of the fine. It's like, okay, obviously we're not gonna give this one business the same, you know, five million dollar fine that we give the Fortune five hundred company, but we're gonna make it on the same scale. Yeah. Make sure it's just as hurtful to them. Exactly. And what I tell companies all the time, because uh, especially within the IT industry, there's a lot of scare tactics out there. And I always tell people that's not the way to go about it because you don't want to be scared about it. You want to be informed. And if you are informed, then you can have the confidence to make the right decisions to actually put a plan in place. And with a lot of regulations, especially like HIPAA, as long as you have a plan and you are acting upon that plan, they're not going to come after you. But that's the important part is having a plan in place and working proactively to put those measures in place. So tell the listeners where they can find out more about you and your firm. Yeah, so you could go to our website, sabinocomptech.com. And it is so long, (laughs) so you can shorten it, but uh, to sct-msp.com, but that's one place. We're also all over social media, um, so Twitter and Instagram, LinkedIn, all those. She posts tons of videos out there, so definitely go check them out. Go get some IT helpful information, and we will link all the show notes. So, All right, well, thank you so much, and I'll... See you guys next time. Thank you. If you found this information helpful, I would be so grateful if you could share it with a fellow business owner and it doesn't cost anything to rate, review, or subscribe to the show. Your support helps me reach more listeners, which allows me to support more business owners in their entrepreneurial journey. I'll see you next episode.